Pharmaceutical Technology presents the Drug Solutions Podcast, where the editors will chat with industry experts from across the pharmaceutical and biopharmaceutical supply chain. Join us as experts share insights into your biggest questions, from the technologies to strategies to regulations related to the development and manufacture of drug products. This is the Drug Solutions Podcast. everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast. I'm Jill Murphy, Editor of Pharmaceutical Technology, and this week, we will be discussing emerging methods of vaccine administration and distribution. This conversation includes topics such as the pharmaceutical industry's focus on creating products at a faster pace, mRNA versus DNA for new vaccines, and newer types of technology used for vaccine administration. In this episode, I speak with Michael Schrader, CEO and co-founder of Vaxis. Without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Hello, everyone. It's Jill Murphy from Drug Solutions Podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Michael Schrader, who is the CEO and co-founder of Vaxis. And today we're going to be talking about all different things with vaccines. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, exciting to to see a rising interest in vaccines over the past couple of years. Obviously, not for the reasons we would have liked, but uh, really excited to have the discussion today. Same here. And I just wanted to really start this by asking if you could tell our listeners a little about you and how you got to where you're at today. Yeah. So uh, my name is Michael Schrader, as you mentioned, and my background is actually in mechanical engineering. So I have a bit of a non-traditional pathway to here. I actually started off as a designer in the auto industry. So I was designing cars for many years, Uh, went back to business school with the hopes of learning more about strategy, entrepreneurship. And while I was there, came across a really interesting new material, this new polymer uh, from Tufts University, fell in love with it, got excited about it, met a couple of co-founders and started a company around a material first. And over the years, we pulled in together a couple of other technologies uh, that ultimately became Vaxis. That's so inspiring. And I know that's super needed right now because the vaccine landscape is constantly changing, especially with COVID-19 and everything that's happened since. And I know that the pharmaceutical industry has been really focusing on how they create products at a higher quality and making things faster and more efficient. Is there anything that you've seen in your time in this industry that's important to highlight? Yeah. So, you know, for us, the name Vaxis comes from a combination of the words vaccine and access, right? So it's those two words combined. This was really the company's mission from early on is figuring out how to improve access to vaccines. What's been so interesting to us because of the world of COVID is really two things. So number one, people now understand the importance of vaccine access much more. If we're ever going to get COVID truly under control, we've got to do a better job of getting vaccinations to folks in every part of the world to reduce future mutations and new strains from emerging. So that concept of access has become more important. Secondarily, we've all had a taste of healthcare at home. 
So three years ago, none of us had done an infectious disease test at home. Now most of us have. Three years ago, none of us had done telemedicine at home, and now many of us have. And the thought of going back to sit in a waiting room at a hospital doctor's office for you know routine standard of care uh, engagements is is quite frankly really frustrating. So we're seeing, I think, a, a really rising interest in home-based healthcare, and I think that's going to have some ripple effects as you know uh, drug developers think about what their next generation products have to look like, not just the molecule, but the full system, the device, everything else that accompanies it. Absolutely. And something else that's being discussed is using things like non-viral delivery methods with mRNA in comparison to DNA to develop new vaccines. What are your thoughts on this? Do you see this type of delivery being around for a while? So, you know, first off, this is another, I think, again, a good thing that has arisen from COVID is there are a lot of interesting technologies that have been sitting in academic labs or maybe, you know, back corners of big pharma for, for some time. And because of COVID, we really had a nice opportunity to see what could really shine. So the money that flew kind of flew into this or came into the space um, allowed us to really evaluate more of those technologies, both in animals and in patients. What we've seen with mRNA is that it, quite frankly, works very well in many ways. It's great for a quick response uh, to something like a, a COVID pandemic. It is something that um, uh, ha- has a host of other benefits in terms of performance. We've saw, seen the mRNA perf- vaccines outperform some of the other approaches that have launched in terms of reducing mortality. What we've seen accompany that, unfortunately, are a couple of negative trade-offs. The first being that mRNA and the lipid nanoparticle systems are really unstable at elevated elevated temperatures, so they have to be frozen. So that's an issue I think folks are looking to to, to overcome and solve. We have also seen issues with tolerability with these mRNA vaccines. So we're seeing dramatic cuts in uptake rates for boosters, largely because of, you know, we kind of talk about as the day after effects. And so what I do think you're seeing now is mRNA works, but we've got to come up with some better systems. Uh, Next generation LMPs are eliminating the LMP altogether to help improve the stability issues, to help pull down the dose, and to help improve those uh, issues with day after tolerability. So I, I think that's the interesting innovation. We're watching very closely and we're excited to see some new breakthroughs coming. Going off of new innovations and breakthroughs, there's also new types of technology that people are trying out, such as inhaled vaccines or pill versions of immunizations, which are in discussion for like storage uses or a positive immune response. Are there any type of technologies that you've seen or heard of or are trying? And do you believe that their strong impact versus the regular routes of administration will really benefit the industry? Yeah. So our company's primary technology platform is called the Mimics platform. And Mimics is a patch-based delivery system for vaccines. So instead of going into the doctor's office and getting a traditional needle and syringe, you get something that looks like a nicotine patch. It's placed on your arm. You wear it for five minutes, and then you take it off and throw it away. And our dream for this, quite frankly, is to move seasonal flu vaccination and in the future other vaccines out of a healthcare setting and into a home-based setting. So this patch is loaded into an easy-to-use applicator. It's packaged in, in something that almost looks like an iPhone package, gets mailed directly to your house with simple-to-use instructions so that folks can do this delivery from home. And so, again, I think, you know, for me, uh, as a father of four, I hear frequently, yes, I took my kids to get the flu vaccine, but you know, I didn't really take the time to set up an appointment with my doctor, go to the doctor, go to CVS, what have you. So what we're really interested in is the roughly 60% of US adults who believe in the flu vaccine, they just don't take the time to get it. 
what would it look like if we mailed a patch to their home that they could self-apply at home? Our personal belief is you're going to pull in a lot more people, which is going to be better, obviously, for those patients, but it's also going to be better for the U.S. healthcare system as a whole. We know that higher vaccination rates uh, are not only better for the patients who get it, they can pull down the amount of uh, virus circulating more broadly. So I think that's what we're really excited about. And again, aligns with much of this move to home-based healthcare, increased comfort doing more of your care at home. We think technologies like our patch uh, are going to help uh, play a key role in that. All of that sounds so exciting for the future. Is there anything else that you hope to see for the future of vaccine distribution or just in general, the industry? Yeah, so, I, you know, I think uh, for us, we're, we're going to see some new players come into the, the, the kind of distribution space to simplify access. So, you know, the big move in the vaccine space over the last 20 years has been the emergence of places like Walgreens and CVS, allowing you to do drop-in vaccinations. And quite frankly, that was transformational during the COVID pandemic, allowed people to drop into more convenient spaces uh, as opposed to scheduling an appointment at their doctor's office, really helped simplify that distribution process. I think you're now seeing a whole new wave of players come in. These are the Amazons. And uh, these are companies like CVS who are now acquiring more home-based care platforms. So I think kind of, you know, the first wave was getting out of a doctor's office and into a CVS. The second wave, we believe, is getting out of the CVS and into the home. And so that's going to require some new players to come in. It's going to require some creative solutions to reimbursement and thinking about, you know, the logistics of that. It's um, So that's really, I think, the next wave that we're excited about is seeing more players like Amazon come in and think about how to disrupt that space, move more of this healthcare into the home. Michael, all of this was so informative. Thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you to our editors and experts for sharing their insights. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Drug Solutions Podcast with the Pharmaceutical Technology Editors. If you want to stay in touch with the Pharmaceutical Technology team, subscribe to this podcast as well as to our e-newsletters. When you sign up for our newsletters, you will be updated about future episodes of Drug Solutions, receive our magazines, learn about upcoming webinars and hear about episodes of Drug Digest. Thanks to everyone for joining us for this episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast.